Alrighty, so our basic plan lately was to jump tracks from America and to switch over to England and check out what was going on with their TV. And uh, last week we watched that weird, uh, the Baird mechanical television man with the flower in his mouth. So that was. Oh, yes. God, I couldn't even remember. It was so bad. I just washed that out of my brain. I didn't even want it. <laughs> yeah. Early TV. Yeah, which again, just historically significant. <laughs> Certainly not entertaining. Not even, uh, not even within no, a mile of entertaining. Technically interesting from yeah. a technical standpoint, but as far as content, blah. So that's what's weird with this is, uh, yeah, every week I feel like I'm, I'm sort of jumping off the cliff and just hoping I find something. Cause like, I don't know, it's weird. It's like there's not a central hub or somewhere to go where I feel like this is such an obvious thing to ask. Like, what are the early shows that still exist? What do we got? That but, are good. <laughs> yeah, or even just at all. Like, uh, it's one of these things like I just, if there is someone who has already done all the work and put all this stuff together somewhere, I don't know where it is. I can't find it. Which is kind of interesting about this, where I feel like this is sort of the future of education, right? Of like, now that we have the internet and all this stuff's there, it's like you got to be the student and the teacher at the same time. Like you decide what you're interested in, then you've got to go research it yourself and you got to go find the things. So uh, I don't know, it's just weird. It's a weird process where every week I really don't know what's going to happen or what's going to come up or where things yeah, are going to be. Somebody already did this research in order to put it on the internet. Yeah, it's just not yeah. uh, curated it's in not any cataloged. way. It's not cataloged. Yeah, it's just like, so what I did this week, for instance, is instead of YouTube, because BBC is less... Uh, it's a little more obscure. So I went to archive.org, which is just a site where you can just archive shit. You know, it's just an archive of everything again, like theoretically, but some stuff's there, some stuff isn't, who knows, right? And you can do the search of like, okay, I'll put it to stuff from the BBC and you get 30,000 things. So it's like, okay, let's cut it down to the dawn of time to like 1950 and you get still way too many things. And I was looking through it and it's like a, a lot of gramophones and stuff or like old records that they played on the BBC uh, okay. on radio and stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting, but that's not what we're looking for. So I searched deeper and I'm like, okay, I can uncheck audio, just do video, then see what comes up. And you know, I'm just like filtering down and trying to figure out what was going on. But I did figure out some kind of interesting stuff. So, so that thing we watched, you know, that was from 1930 recreated in the 60s but that was so that's where we left off in 1937 they had the first major outdoor broadcast it was the coronation of king george and at that point in 1937 about 37 36 37 yeah king george VI. yeah and about 9,000 tv sets were sold in the uk at this point so like we're always pontificating about how many were they sold just so people could watch the coronation, or did were they sets that people already had? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know how much else was going on. Again, like, the information is so scant and sort of hard to find. That was the major thing, but there must have been other stuff on TV. I assume that they're broadcasting on these, these uh, 9,000 TV sets. But here's one thing. In 1938, this was the earliest actual file I could find, like how that other one is uh, was a recreation from 1930. This thing, we'll just watch it real quick, it's only a couple minutes long. This is the first BBC television transmission that crossed the ocean and was received in New York. 
It's only three minutes, but let's just watch okay. that real quick. That's not the thing for this week, but that's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. thing that I found. So I'm sure this will be a garbled yeah. mess, but let's give well, it a look. Maybe not, though. November 1938. Does it have audio? I'm just making sure the sound's on. I think it is, though, yeah, so maybe it doesn't have sound. Okay, we see a man and a woman. Very, very shaky. Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, in the old pay-per-view channels when it was scrambled when you didn't pay <laughs> to yeah. get the thing. And I guess that's the thing too, is like I'm thinking how uh, this TV stuff seems so primitive considering that films existed and movie theaters existed, but I guess the difference is like that's a gigantic building with a huge projector. This is just a little, a little box. So yeah, this is all pretty garbled, but I guess the uh, fact that this is being transmitted across the Atlantic yeah. Ocean is pretty cool. <laughs> a man, and it looks like the way his hair is, it looks like a scene from something in the 1700s or something. Stuff, yeah. So again, I guess that's just more interesting that it exists yeah. more than for any content because it's just some scrambled images. But So that's where things were at in 1938. Uh, eight. November 1938. So mm -hmm. then uh, by 1939, there were 20,000 TV sets in Britain. So we're getting there. However... This is one of these things that, this is like the main thing I learned this week, that it seems pretty evident, I guess, now that I know it, but it's one of these things you, you don't know it till you know it. So we've got all this early 30s weird malarkey going on of different TV shit, and then the other stuff we watched was all late 40s to 1950 or whatever. So there's a distinct gap there. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. I wonder what happened there. World War II was <laughs> happening. So yeah, what happened is that the British TV service, the BBC, shut down at the advent of World War II, and it didn't come back till 1946, so that's why there's nothing in there. Okay. It was just straight up gone. So that's what I found for this week, is BBC television reopened, and then this, what this thing is, it's called, how last week's thing was really short, this one's a little longer, I think it's 40 minutes maybe. If I understand right, I was a little unclear about what this was because, again, archive.org is just not well organized. Like, even the thing we just watched, it's just a depository of everything that is around, <laughs> but it's not well curated or explained. I believe what this is, is after BBC television had been reopened for a year, so in 1947, this was like a retrospective that they aired of, like, their first year back. Let's take a look back at the year that has just transpired of BBC back on a thing. So if I'm understanding right, that's what this is. It's like a, a thing the BBC TV made in 1947 to just just celebrate that TV is back. So that's, I guess, what we're going to watch and see what that's like. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and it's just, again, one of those things that, uh, yeah, never, of course, like what would, besides broadcasting, things about the war, maybe, which I guess they just did through radio. Big newsreel stuff was going on at the time. Like, you'd see it in the movie theater, you'd go, and it was like, right. Americans take Iwo Jima, or whatever, and then you'd see a lot of film about it, but it was filmed for movie theater, not for TV. Yeah, because we did watch some of that stuff earlier, and yeah, that was all American stuff, so I'm not sure how much they were doing on the British side, but again, yeah, maybe it was movie theaters. But yeah, apparently they just weren't using TV, because yeah. I guess it would be weird while a war is going on. Well, like... there was, well, not TV again, but there was a lot of that uh, that kind of movie-type stuff of Britain in the war, and it was done by British guys, because there's scenes where uh, 
the king and the queen are walking among the, the rubble of certain areas of London that had been bombed and they bombed the castle and uh, they have scenes of that and so right. there, so there was a lot of that stuff going on but that's where the emphasis was as opposed to producing trivial stuff like for tv come on they were fighting a war yeah it'd be weird to have game shows and random yeah. junk whereas, on TV. whereas the states were not in the, they were not involved in the war as such like they were not under attack other than pearl harbor but the American continent itself was not was not attacked the way Britain was being bombed front left and center. But well, that's what's interesting too about this. Uh, like all this stuff, you know, seems to be film reel stuff. So maybe this like twenty thousand TVs. It's a good start. But if you do need to send information to people, either use the radio or it's weird that at that time it probably was more people had access to movie theaters than they did TVs. Yeah, yeah. movie theater and radio, yeah, yeah. would be would be the, the thing. So yeah, they just straight up shut it down, which yeah, like I never thought about it, but it makes sense. <laughs> yes. yeah. Okay, well let's see what they did in 1947 to kind of recap yeah, let's see. 1946. And the video, and I think, should be much better because by that time the Americans had really pushed along with the television. But yeah, if anyone's curious, this was on archive.org. It's called BBC First Year Flashbacks from December 31st, 1946. So right at the end of the year, they're like, let's have our little New Year's recap. First Year Flashbacks. Fulfilling their desire that it, people in the future, right? Check it out. <laughs> yeah, here we are, Six, 70 years later. About. So I guess I'd say that's basically similar to those uh, newsreels we watched before, except just much slower, just yeah. a slower-paced newsreel. Yeah, and and made for TV as opposed to the movies. Right. Interesting, though. Yeah, I'm glad we watched that. And, of course, the main thing we noticed is, like, when they would dip into America, America was having a much more fun time. I wonder if, because, like, especially ending with Remembrance Day and Parliament opening and stuff, maybe there was a sense that TV was still potentially a frivolous thing to be doing, so they wanted to just, like, let's take it serious so no one questions why we're doing this. Like, let's make it seem important gravitas and stuff they probably did and and you have to realize too that this was only one year after actually not even a year 1946 would only be six months yeah the beginning well when they were filming this it was 1947 almost 47 so like almost a year you half a year to a year they had just finished a war they were blasted with the war and and there probably were a bunch of them too that had this attitude about the americans that they were you know just like saucy young yeah, things kind of showing off all the time and <laughs> and so that's what they showed in that little part of the of the american contemporary americans yeah maybe that was a bit deliberate cuz yeah when they showed the american side here's what's happening in america it was like ridiculously frivolous like yeah. clowns and it just like girls in bathing suits and queens uh, 
on floats and yachts, everybody having a yacht and racing around in the harbor in their yachts. Uh, floats and parades and clowns and balloons and, and even something that started off a little legit like the uh, Olympic style divers quickly that turned into just people like diving holding onto a parasol like just doing goofy stuff yeah. <laughs> like yeah maybe that was and then we were making fun of how ludicrously dour and downbeat and fatalistic the British people were but then they would kind of toss in a reference to food shortages and show bombed walls and we're like oh yeah i guess yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they had been through all kinds of seriousness and you it is only a year or not even a year you know somewhere between six months and a year later so you can't just presume that everything's back to hunky-dory happiness which it is in the states but then i, mean, I bet it was a little a little slap on the wrist for them they weren't deeply involved in the war like the british were yeah they weren't being bombed every night and people having to run off to bomb shelters and hide out until the bombs went away and cleaning up all the mess of debris and all that. So yeah, it probably was a little, uh, our, our, our neighbors across the way who are taking credit for winning World War II, <laughs> yeah. you know, and of course they're having a happy time. They didn't suffer. There's probably a little bit of that going on. Yeah, because I'd say even the most kind of light and fluffy Part of that was probably the uh, the ship. What was the ship? The Queen, the Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. And, Being uh, refurbished for passenger travel. And even that part, they're showing, you know, uh, like, yeah, we're refurbishing it. Here's how nice it is now. You would never recognize it. Look at all these chefs making fancy stuff. But let's not forget. See, we've carved the carved names of the soldiers. We left those in. Don't forget. <laughs> so, yeah, that was definitely the overall tone, which, yeah, I mean, I guess... When you think about where it is in, in history, yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, like I always use that expression, that time in that place. If you if you put yourself back at that time in that place, you can't go and just say, Yahoo, party time, war's over. Yeah. But those Americans can. <laughs> but it, it's still, though, even all that said, it still did come off almost like a comedy sketch at some points. Like the part where it's like, Let's take a look at London through the eyes of a returned soldier. <laughs> From so it, Burma. <laughs> yeah. So it's not actually like a soldier. It's just some writer who's like, let's take the most downbeat possible view of all the landmarks of London. And it's like, what a weird thing to put on TV. <laughs> but, and especially especially when he mentions Waterloo Bridge, which is a, oh, new, yeah. a new structure. That was the best and one. He's, and he says how lovely it is, but... But it'll get blackened and dirty and filthy, just like everything else in this place. Yeah. <laughs> just give it time. The futility of endeavor. <laughs> like, oh, I guess, I guess we needed a bridge there, but... Instead of saying, oh, what a beautiful new structure, and it's so shiny and new. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that, that is definitely, that was the, the high water mark of just, like, you don't have to be this sad <laughs> about... Because, like, yeah, it's one thing, be sad about about ration shortages and bombings. Don't be sad about something yeah. that here's is new, not yeah. sad. Yeah, here's a new bridge and here's the future. Yeah. And isn't this new bridge lovely and this is really going to help with progress? No, it's like, no, it'll be dirty and black just like everything else here in no time. I guess the other thing I like though is, cause that was extra silly because it was so, you know, they set that up. They deliberately wrote it and performed it and stuff. But I also like the other side of it that there wasn't really that much on TV yet. They didn't have that much material. So they had to kind of show some weird stuff like when the king went to dedicate that new 
What the was library, it? the library at Oxford. And he broke the key in the <laughs> lock by accident, and all these they like tried to shove. So they, people tried to shove their way in, yeah. couldn't get in, and, and then, then somebody just opened the door from the other side. Yeah, there's all these cardinals and people <laughs> waiting to get in, and someone just had to go open the door from the inside. So I did like that they showed that of like that's like that's they're just like well that's what happens that's life. <laughs> So yeah, that brings us up through the 30s and then why there was really very little TV in the 40s and now TV's up and running again. So uh, I don't know how much there will be from this period. I'm surprised that even exists still. It's weird that that still exists. And that technically, it's amazing how, of course, America was working on TV all through the 40s. Right. But when you compared that initial film that we saw that was transmitted overseas in 1938... And all you could make out of a faint image of, of a woman, and then there was a couple there that looked like they were maybe in a play from the 1700s. Uh, you could vaguely make out their shapes, no audio. And yet, here we are, 1947, because this is 1947, reviewing 1946. We've got excellent audio, clear video. Um, amazing, in, in just that five or six year period. And yeah, I'm not sure what else, like where the next thing I find. Again, just every week, it's like I just dive in and see what happens. So I don't know how much stuff I'll find, because really, to kind of bring us up to where things are more likely to exist is uh, if we skip ahead to 1955, they put up a transmitter in Northern Ireland that brought the, you know, the different, a bunch of different transmitters, but that was the one that brought the amount of people in the UK who could receive BBC television up to 95%. So by 1955, basically everyone could get it. And then in 1958, they started using videotape recording. So before that, you needed to basically like film a screen, <laughs> like to keep any of the shows from back in the day. You had to play them on a TV and then film them with like a film camera which almost no one did, so I don't know how much of any of that will exist. But once you get to 1958, they started videotape recording, and it's more likely things will exist from that point. That thing that we just watched, like, that seems like it's in some kind of a weird midway zone where they did play it on TV, but it was, they kept calling it a television film. It was clearly filmed yeah, like yeah. a movie. And even though they called it television, it looked like the kind of thing that you would have seen in movie theaters. Yeah. Like that same kind of movie drone stuff that where we saw history in the making and all that stuff during the war and they showed all that stuff. This was very much that style of thing. And now I guess, then yeah, so uh, I'll, again, I'm just going to see what I can find. You know, the earlier the better, but uh, but that'll, it'll be basically, that's the, the line is pre-1958, post-1958, so we'll see. But I did just to watch one more weird little thing before we go is this is from June 1959. This is the earliest surviving BBC weather <laughs> newscast. So let's just throw that in real quick because I happen to find it. Earliest surviving BBC weather forecast, June 1958. And this is the BBC themselves, bbc.com posted this. It's 45 seconds long. And here's the forecast for the of Scotland. Apart from some showers in the northeast, Rather cloudy, mostly dry. It's just pieces of paper that they stuck on. That must be Fahrenheit, right? That yeah. certainly can't be. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> not Celsius, that's uh, Fahrenheit. 
So anyway, so there's that, okay. just another little thing. So yeah, we're just slowly piecing together. I guess that's what's kind of neat about this is, uh, on the one hand, it's harder to find stuff than it is with American TV, but American TV seems a lot messier. Like this is a lot more defined. Like we're definitely sort of piecing together early British TV, like here's what happened. And it's a lot easier when they just shut down for seven years. <laughs> it makes it pretty easy to delineate periods in television history. So yeah, there we go, there's that, and next week I'll just see what I can find, see what I can get. Like they mentioned uh, with that video scrapbook, they were going to make one every year, but I don't know if they did, I only saw that one, so who knows, I guess we'll see. Hmm. Stay tuned <laughs> for our continuing adventures.